Seto Kaiba will bother us no more. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up Kaiba Corporation without a real fight. It's takeover time by me. I attack with the blue eyes white dragon. Thought you were so dumb. You had it all under control. Now enough is enough. We're gonna take back what you stole. Give it up, cause now I'm back. What the fuck is up, duelists? And welcome back to yet another episode of Pod of Greed, presented as always by Kaiba Corp and co-sponsored by Industrial Illusions. My name is Max, aka the newest member of Pegasus's Sale Council. My name is uh, Dan Silva, also known as Mike Dawson, and this week I am shit, 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 shit. I didn't write this. I'm I'm Slimer Come. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Oh my god, Dan, immediately. Zero to a hundred. I mean... Oh, I got a good feeling about this one then. This is a really sexual e- set of episodes. Yeah, that was a horny one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fitting, because we were talking in the Discord about Venom earlier, so yeah. just... I guess it's that kind of day. Yeah, it's just one of those uh, days. When you don't want to break up. No, I completely... It's one of those days Everyone when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. Thanks, Fred Durst. Um, is, so this week, we have watched episodes 16, 17, and 18 of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. Uh, starting us off with episode 16 in Japanese, it is called Clash, Blue Eyes versus Red Eyes. And in English, it's called The Scars of Defeat. Yeah, that one makes a little more... Well, I mean, they both make sense. Yeah. One of them is a little more emotional. This is <laughs> this is kind of a nothing episode, because it doesn't really, like, add any characterization. It's just, like, let's just watch Chinochi get dunked on. It's so, Chinochi getting dunked on plus some, like, exposition. Yeah. And Kaiba so, being Kaiba. It, yeah, it, it's a Kaiba episode. Hey, he's not dead. He's not dead? <laughs> he's not dead, actually. He's, Who knew? We opened the episode with, like, Pegasus and... A shadowy council of Kaiba Corp execs plotting. They have a name. They're called the Big Five. They'll be a recurring, a recurring yeah. antagonist in this series. Okay, yeah, that does sound familiar. I, I, I don't remember. Like, I remember the name of the Big Five. I don't remember seeing this. Like I said before, this shadowy Sele council. Um, for all you Neon Genesis fans out there. Um, but they're basically saying Kaiba's alive. He's on the way to the island, and Pegasus is like, whatever. I ain't care. He's yeah. a kid. Like. So obviously, Kaiba's going to the island to rescue Mokuba and to kick Pegasus's ass. Going in via helicopter. There's like he, a 15 year old flying a helicopter. Very normal. Yeah, he he, he does it. He he can though, cause he's Kaiba. Yeah, there's like a brief flashback to like Kaiba's like thinking to himself about how Yugi kicked his ass, but he'll have his revenge. And like at the end of this little bit where he's monologuing to himself, it starts playing the Kaiba hacking music. It does play that Kaiba hacking music. I do like to hear that. Yeah. So, we we, we see uh, the whole gang asleep in their tents on the cliffside. Yeah. Um, this is like, you know, immediately after the uh, player-killer duel. They're hanging out. Uh, Anzu's in the tent alone. Everyone's sleeping outside. Jinochi is like using a log as a pillow, and it immediately gave me severe neck pain just, just to see that. Oh, it was really bad. As someone who like regularly fucks up their neck by sleeping weird on it, like once a week. Ugh. Yeah. It hurts talking about. Then we, like, while they're all spending their time together, like, 
Yugi start and Bakura start talking about their Millennium items, and it seems like Bakura's got his Millennium Ring, and like he got it from his dad, who was like on a journey or on a trip to Egypt, and like he got it from this weird, weird vendor guy who just like also showed them a Yu-Gi-Oh card, and like it's really weird because why does this have to do with Yu-Gi-Oh? This game came out like a year ago, and. And like, yeah, it it it's it's it, uh, that's the shadow game, baby. Yeah, that's ancient Egyptian for you. So like, so he's talking about. S- side note: I really like how the Millennium Ring does not embed its spikes in the user's chest this time. Yeah, it's just kind of like a thing you wear, which is much better to see. Yeah, and like um, it starts like since he's gotten on the island, it's been like picking up like like things apparently other Millennium items because like it's pointing to. Uh, Yugi's thing, or Yugi's Millennium it, 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 Puzzle, and, like, it's also pointing at Pegasus's castle. Because, yeah, Pegasus has the Millennium Eye. Yep. Um, and while they're talking about that, um, one of the most dramatic entrances I've ever seen in a TV show happens. Yes. Where Kaiba just lights blaring helicopter, like, floats up above the edge of the cliff and wakes everybody up. Just as like, what, what, what's up? I'm Kaiba. I'm 15 years old, and I learned how to fly a helicopter. Kaiba's 15, right? He's as old as everyone else is. He's like 15, I think. Let me right. just check. I mean, I he doesn't look 15, but that's just because Yugi has Koichi disease, so he's like two feet tall. Yeah, I mean, Yugi canonically has Koichi disease. It's been brought up before how weirdly childlike he looks. Uh, yeah, I and mean, he's probably like, what, like 5'4 in real life, and Kaiba's probably like 6 feet tall, but, you know, the difference in anime is much more pronounced. Um, I'm looking at Kaiba's... Uh, I can only imagine I can't he's... can't tell how... I don't see anything here about age, but... Okay, well, we, we it, can assume... He, it, we can assume he's 15, as everyone else is. It does say his favorite foods are beef fillets and filet mignon with foie gras sauce. God, eat the rich. <laughs> so, he shows up. He's like... And, and, and Yugi hands him his deck back. And Kaiba's like, I should thank you. And that's that's as, as much niceties as we get from Kaiba today. Yeah. Because he basically says, I'm making my way downtown, walking fast to Pegasus' castle to take my brother back. Yeah. And Jinochi, being Jinochi just challenges him to a duel because he's like, you know, you can't get to Pegasus. Like there are rules on this Island and Jinochi, how far are you fallen from being the, <laughs> the Ancom idol that you used to be in season zero. Now you care about rules. Let's I'm just going through my notes because I tend to write down game notes. So like Joey does like try to challenge Kaiba and Kaiba says, why don't you play against someone you can win against like an infant or a monkey? It it is funny how um how often he gets dunked on for being the worst duelist who has defeated like I mean you know at this point he you know he's still not really like well known yet but he has defeated some very strong opponents and he does tell Kaiba he defeated Maikujaku and Dinosaur Ryuzaki and Kaiba's like oh worm and then accepts his challenge um and yeah there's no there's no stakes here. This yeah. is just Jinochi being a headstrong idiot, but it's still everyone yelling at him not to duel him because they know his pride is his most valuable asset, much more than the starships. They're like, you're going to get dunked on, kid, don't do it. So then, like, And he does, of course. He's got, like, a briefcase, and in it are these 
are the prototype dual discs. He he opens up this briefcase and it has the dual discs. It's like yeah. it's the things. And I completely forgot that this is what they used to be because I always would like see the dual disc like the funny blade thing and it's like why is it called a disc? And that's and because this is essentially the prototype dual disc that is just a yo-yo top. It's just a giant yo-yo top and I love it and it like and it just has like this one slot you put the cards in and like four other slots. It's... It doesn't make any sense gameplay wise. And and even the later dual discs don't make any sense gameplay wise because you need like what, like fourteen spaces on your side of the board alone to play Yu-Gi-Oh! And this has like like one or like four for the monsters, and then like the other ones have five total, so it doesn't make any sense. It's just to look cool, which is Kaiba's, you know, core competency. Yeah. So like the weird dual disc cover top apparently can, like, display, like, hyper-realistic holograms, like, to the thing where they look genuinely real, and Kaiva notes that it even simulates odor. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, he just calls it the hyper-3D engine in this, and everyone's amazed at this technology that they've, like, definitely seen before. I mean... I mean, it was, it was, it was, like, Kaiva who originally developed the hologram technology. I guess it's basically licenses that out. Like, all the things they've been using so far with the super advanced hologram things were, like, giant, are just, like, That's giant table. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, like, just as realistic on, like, a little tiny projector. Yeah. But the, 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 main, the main thing is an excuse to throw it like a Beyblade. We also can really find here. out what your persona smells like. That's true. And, like, I bet Genoshi's does not smell very good. As- assuming his persona is the Swamp Battle Guard. Probably, probably is kind of stinky. I, I don't know. We if, can't get back to this smells discussion. <laughs> I thought I, we were. Past no, I'm this. thinking about what would Joey's persona be. I don't think. Oh wait, we know because we'll find out much very soon. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, okay, so <clears throat> basically, um, it, it, it like this is a duel with absolutely no strategy. Kaiba plays. Um, Minotaurus, aka was it Battle Ox? I think so. I yeah, think that that's that's like one of Kaiba's main yeah. main, main boys. Um, and like like let's see, Joey uses like Flame Swordsman. Flame Swordsman gets his ass kicked. Yeah, ba- basically, at, like Genochi sends out monster after monster, getting its ass kicked. Um, the first monster he sends out is this weird kind of like dinosaur thing, and I don't know if it shows this in the um in the dub, but in the sub, like Battle Ox or Minotaurus, like has his axe like on his neck, cutting into it. Like, it's something that I would imagine four kids would have cut out from it, because it's, like, not a very, uh... Yeah, I... It'd probably freak out a kid or two, I reckon. I don't know if he used something else, but I've just got Flame Swordsman listed here. Was that that the first one he pulled out? Maybe. And they might have cut it down. But yeah, Genochi sends out, like, five or six different monsters who all just get destroyed by by Minotaurus. Um, Kaiba ends up playing Palmerization with another, like, Centaur card, so he's, like... A minotaur centaur so it's like the head of a bull and the torso of a man and the body of a horse it's they call it a malformed pony well that's not the actual <laughs> name just like i think joey insultingly calls it a malformed pony. <laughs> that, that sounds like a very joey kind of insult um <clears throat> so it's winning fights and winning fights and, and like, then like kind of starts calling joey a whimpering dog yeah run runaway dog yeah um so, and Genochi draws his red eyes, and everyone's super happy about it, and he d- destroys the 
the centaur yeah. minotaur, the minocentaur, I'd call it. Um, <clears throat> and Kaiba's like, okay, idiot, you gave me back my deck, so here's the blue eyes. Yeah, she's here. It's blue she's eyes. She's here. It, 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 it's, our, it's our big mom blue eyes. Yeah. And she kills red eyes. And it's like, you know, another one of those times where it's this very powerful attack and it seems to generate wind and light and everyone's freaking out. And again, this is some, whew, this is some realistic holograms. Yeah. So like, um, I got another Kaiba quote down. Uh, that's right, Joey. Stay down like the simpering dog I turned you into. Okay, now now here's the thing. That line is also in the sub, but sort of different, because <clears throat> the line in the sub goes as follows. Janochi, you look good on your hands and knees. Oh. Yeah. So, like, Kaiba's that, That's what he says. Kaiba's just exuding big Dom energy. And, like... Ka- Ka- yeah. And it's, it- it's at this point that I'm very sorry to say it is clear... Joey, Joey Wheeler is a bratty bottom. Okay, yeah, I, I, I think given the context of these last few episodes, I am unfortunately inclined to agree with you. It is written. <laughs> Obama.gif, it is written. Or it is law. <clears throat> um, yeah, and then, like, so, so after the fight, <laughs> Yugi says, Kaiba, why are you like this? <laughs> like, it's just this very simple, like, why are you the way that you are? So, like, Kaiba, like, tells him about you may have the heart of the cards, but I duel my own way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kaiba straight up at, like, or I'm sorry, Yuki straight up asked Kaiba, do you know about the heart of the cards yet? <laughs> so, like, like, basically saying, hey, I thought I erased your heart. Are you good? And Kaiba's like, huh? I don't, I can't seem to remember. The thing you will learn about Kaiba over the course of the series is that he is an anime rival who adamantly refuses to go through a redemption arc. He will not do it. Think was it was it you or Jared who said that? I think it's I, I think I said that. Yeah, I said that before. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of us, one either you or Jared said it on the Discord, and it's like absolutely true because it's like Kaiba's. He's not hateable, you know. He's not like necessarily a bad guy. He's one of the best like antagonists in the show, though, just because he is a monumental dickbag the entire time and refuses to like actively be a good guy. It's really good. Yeah. So like we we like Kaiba here. So, like, Kaiba decides to, like, go on and, like, to talk about just, like, what a threat Pegasus could be in a game. And, like, he talks, he regales him about the story of an intercontinental tournament held in New York City. The the New York Duel Stadium that everyone knows and loves in the Big Apple. You got you got the Empire State Building, you got the Statue of Liberty, and, of course, you got the New York Duel Stadium that everybody knows and loves to go to. I, they also... However, I don't think, I think they got, like, some, I don't know about New York, really, but oh, I I've think they been. got, like, some just, like, stadium or whatever and put a table in the middle, because it's just, like... Yeah, it's, like, we'll assume it's Madison Square Garden. Yeah. There's just, so like, it... a little table in the middle, and, like, Kaiba's on there on invitation, and, like... Wearing, wearing a school uniform, no less. Yeah. And, like, Pegasus is with them. They're both, like, sitting in these little folding chairs up on the sidelines... It's funny as hell. It's like what is it? it's like an exhibition match between Bandit Keith and Pegasus, or it's a yeah. tournament, or something. For for some reason, Pegasus it's is fighting some big tournament. I'm sorry, he's not Bandit Keith yet. He's Keith Howard, the so. brother of Todd Howard, presumably. It still makes me mad that um, we went to the same church and that his wife taught my my kids, or not my kids, my siblings. Wait, you mean like T Howard himself? 
Oh no, yes, like Todd Howard, Mr. Bethesda. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah, no, I I I am like 100% serious. <laughs> it's uh pretty wild. My like my sister knows one of his kids. That's, Who knew? That's really good. So I'm like 2 degrees of separation away. Anyway, I, um I also have 2 degrees of separation from the celebrity, but they're cooler and not as funny. I met Guy Fieri once. Yeah, I I was babysat by the family of Viola Davidson. Cool. Uh, um <clears throat> so so yeah, this this match Pe- like uh, Keith draws his card and he's all happy about it and Pegasus just kind of stares him down writes something down and goes into the audience and picks out the new mascot of Pod of Greed, Tom it, aka Sam yeah, in the, uh, he's just this the dumb stub. little 10 year old kid who like he like doesn't really play the game he just he looks like a blonde Koichi he, he looks like a white Koichi not hair wise, just, just like, like he's ethnicity wise, I suppose. Yeah, he looks like a blonde. If Koichi were a white person, he'd be yep. Tom or Sam. Tom, Tom slash Sam. Pegasus basically gives him um, these instructions and say, you know, follow these instructions and you will you will win the duel. Basically, just flexing on on Keith, saying, you know, you're so bad a child yeah. could beat you because presumably he uses his Millennium Eye to see his deck and knows yeah. exactly what cards he'll play. So tells. You know, Tom, and he's, like, reading off the directions, just, oh, okay, if you play this card, then I'm supposed to play this. And he essentially wins. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, he's, Keith is very mad and red and nude about it. Yeah. And, like... And he... You, you go. I wrote, like, one thing I do want to note is, like, it does point out that, like, Kaiba Corp is the one who makes all, like, the big dueling table... The, the big dueling stand things or whatever. Because, like, the, like, Kai Pegasus brings them up, and that's, like, why they're at a table instead of one of the cool dueling stadium things. Uh, I did write down, and so they were both tops. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like, you know, this business deal between Industrial Illusions and Kaiba Corp. Thank you to our sponsors. Um, and I wrote down here, like, just hearing Pegasus... And, and I, I, like, vaguely remember how he talks in the, um, in the dub and in the sub... He has that same very, like, Lil T foppish voice, and he's basically, like, the equivalent of Dio in Yu-Gi-Oh! in that his voice is so iconic that you couldn't get anyone else to do it because it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's true for, like, American Joey, but, like, it's, oh, his voice is just so good to listen to. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure Pegasus' voice actor is still the same guy. And like, Pegasus' voice actor is the voice actor of Barack, I believe, in, in English. I think... No, I think it's we've. I know I've been over like. No, no, no. It's. I thought it was James, but it's Brock. I looked it up. Yeah. Um. I guess spoiler alerts for whenever we do the voice yeah. behind the uh, Tune World for him. No, you're right. Um, you're right because I definitely recall talking about James's voice actor. Bo- yeah. And Beyond Tune World. So. Yeah. Anyways. Um, um, so yeah, Tom. Tom. Tom wins. Um. So Kaiba finishes telling him a story. Um. Basically, as as Kaiba's walking towards Pegasus Castle, Yugi just turns into Yami to taunt Kaiba as he walks away. I it's I think I, also like Yugi's still trying to get Kaiba to be his friend despite all this, mm-hmm. and like Kaiba just doesn't want to be involved with Yugi and friends. He's got to do this his way, and like there's also like this dramatic shot of Pegasus looking out on the balcony of his castle. Mm-hmm. He says, "Welcome, this Kaiba boy." Kaiba boy. Yeah, it's it it's 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 good. And I like to see it and I love it and we 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 stand we stand Yami and we stand Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Um 
So I guess since the next episode is a two-parter, we might take a break now. Yeah. Talk about some video games. Yeah. What have you... Oh, my voice cracked. <laughs> okay. What have you been playing, Dan? Well, this week I decided to pick back up on Yakuza 0, which Hell I yeah. had left behind. Uh, some big notes. Uh, I'm sort of at close to the end game, I think, because it's just like big story beat after big story beat. I unlocked the cabaret clubs. Uh, I've heard that's really good, but I only played it like twice. I want to look into it some more. Uh... But yeah, right now I'm just trying to focus on finishing the story just because, like, everything at this point in the game is just, like, go to, like, like, you don't want, like, I just don't want to stop the story right now. Right, yeah, you're at that point where it's just so much going on that, like, you you don't want to stop it just because you don't want to, like, get taken back out of it. Yeah. Let's see, I'm on chapter 10 specifically, I believe. That sounds like it could be one of the end chapters. That's a high enough number. Yeah. Uh, let's see, that's, what else, I, well, we have a one game, I, I don't think there's any other games I, I have to know. Yeah, there's always next week and the week yeah. after that until the fullness of time when we all die with the world's full knowledge of Yu-Gi-Oh in our, in our heavily laden brains. Yeah. Um, I, I'll talk about the cowboy game, Yeehaw Partner. Oh, yeah. It's slow. I've... Is it? <laughs> I, I was talking in, um, I think the HKIP Discord earlier about how someone someone posted like this chart of different game engines, or different games rather, and the lag it takes between hitting the control stick and having your character do an action, and Red Dead is like twice as high as the next highest one. It's a slow game, it's like you have to stop and you know lean down to pick things up. Mm. It's, it's one of the times where it's a stupid concession of realism over like gameplay. Yeah, I've I remember from the last time I played a Rockstar game, it just had that very slow pace to it. Yeah, it, it's it's like I it you know the, it it holds a lot of the game back. Um, but like aside from that, it's a very very good game, and I liked it, and I beat yeah. it the other day, and I'm in the epilogue now. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously, because yeah. it's like just came out, but I enjoyed it. It's yeah. fun. Um, if you can buy it used or get it from a friend. Um, like it's it's a, it's a, it's a good cowboy game. They haven't done any like online stuff yet, so hopefully, and again, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five is the most profitable thing in the world, so they're gonna milk people as much as they can for the online. There's rumors of like a battle royale mode, and honestly, I might try the online out. Um, just because like, you know, when you it, it's one of those things where you beat the game and you kind of feel like okay, I I don't know what I'm doing now. It's like. I have this whole world to do stuff in, and like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's like it's it's a fine game. I enjoyed it. It's it's not my game of the year so far. I don't even know what it is my game of the year so far. TBQH. Um, uh, I actually did like write down my Goaty. I saw that, and I saw Kirby Planet Robot, which is objectively the best Kirby game they've ever made. I'll have to, like, look at releases and stuff. God of War. Did God of War come out this year? Oh, my God, it did. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I... Like, one of the things I wrote down was Vermintide 2, which I legit forgot came that out That game this was year. fun. I got motion sickness for playing it because I forgot to turn the things down. Mm. But that game was fun. Yeah, there's been a lot of good games. 2018 for games is basically yeah. 2017 Part 2. Yeah, I... Oh, honestly, my game of the year will probably be Smash Bros. Who am I kidding? Uh, I think I'm sticking with the Yakuza 0 PC port. 
Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's very valid. Oh yeah, um, just like a short sidebar, I did stand in line um last Saturday for three and a half hours to play five minutes of Smash Bros. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was like there's this event going on until um this next Saturday, the was today the twelfth, the seventeenth, I think. I don't know, sixteenth. Um, where basically they come to different malls across America, and there's only like ten of them. So oh, yeah. imagine my surprise when they came to Tyson's Corner in Virginia, of all things. Because they always usually they always come to New York, they always come to like Philly or the surrounding areas, and that's usually the closest ones to me. So I'm never really able to go to those events. But seeing one in Tyson's, which is literally 20 minutes from my house, I was like, oh, hot dog! So I did it. I played Incineroar and Richter and forgot how to play Smash, but I won my second match as Richter in sudden death. Um, it's fun. I like Smash Bros. Yeah, <clears throat> video games are good. They are. Um, okay. So okay. <clears throat> uh, if we have nothing else to say about that, we can go back to Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. With episode 17. In Japanese, it is Terror, Call of the Haunted. In English, it is called, I have this, I have them all written down. Uh, in English, it is titled Arena of Lost Souls, Part 1. Dang, dude, that sounds like a cool anime or something. So, we open <laughs> our episode with perhaps one of the most memorable parts of these three. We open the episode with Aang having a dream sequence where he's unable to face Fire Lord Ozai because he's afraid. No, well... This is the exact they, same thing as far as I'm concerned. I don't know, because last time I checked... the Last time I checked, uh, Aang isn't into puppy play or... God. Really? There's a non-zero number of characters in Yu-Gi-Oh! who are into puppy play. At least two that we have confirmed. So, basically, what, I, what I've got is that Joey has a sex dream where he, where he gets... Where he is intimidated by Kaiba, acts like a bratty bottom, and gets a fursuit. Yeah, no, that's it. That's the whole synopsis. <laughs> the, the line, you're a loser dog, keeps on like echoing in his head. He just keeps calling him a dog, and he gets a fursuit. So, Joey Genochi confirmed for Dog Sona. Yeah, he's, he's a dog furry. I mean, it is appropriate for his character. That's true. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm not denying it. I mean... I couldn't deny it after seeing actual proof, but if you told me outside of this that he's a dog, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I believe it. Um, so he makes up from his, his dream where he's constantly haunted by Kaiba. Um, hey, did you know that all of this happened over the course of one day? Yeah, this is... Because it is dawn of the second day on Fortnite Duelist Island. Because I, yeah, like, I and didn't I, realize I that when it I watched sense. it as a kid, but... It makes sense. It makes sense, yeah, because, you know, they start out, they fight Weevil, my Mako Tsunami, the Dino Guy, my again, like... Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff happens. Um, <clears throat> they talk about how... So, about 40 people came to the island at first, 10 were sent home, and 10, and 10 ran into player killers, and the way they said it, again... They're actually killing these people because 10 were sent home and 10 were gotten by the player killers. Presumed dead, I reckon. Holy shit. That, uh, that's yeah. not here. They, they, they make a distinction of being sent home and captured by player killers. So there's 20 people left on the island, which that seems like a much lower number than I thought. Because I swear, in that one scene after they fight um, Weevil or, or Mako, that there's like a bunch of people standing in the field. And that's like at least 40 people right there. But anyway... Yeah. There aren't that many people left on the island. Um, so, like... And we, 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 we see um, Bandit Keith, as he's calling himself, Bible Belt-looking motherfucker, wearing uh, an American flag bandana and a cross necklace. Yeah. Also, we... Yugi and Pals get, like, a note from 
My, she, oh, yeah, she like fucked off. Mode. She took eight starships. Uh, and, like, you, they're thinking blushes. about... They, can she? Can we trust my? I hope we can. Uh, She's trustworthy. She's a good person. Yeah. So, anyways, Bandit Keith and his entourage of goth kids. He's 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 doing his schemes. Yeah. He's um. Uh, Ghost has a very good voice. Um, I have no idea what Bones sounds like in in English, but uh, let's see. Bones is the big guy, right? No, oh, Bones, Bones. I thought is Bones is a little right. goth kid. Yeah, yeah he sounds Tenochi like a fight. little a little goth kid. Uh, I believe it. Yeah. Uh. Let's see, Cygor is the big guy, and he's voiced by Matty Blaustein. It's basically a deep-voiced Meowth. I did not know that they had names. And they the, never I don't actually know the... the third kid's name. But okay, in got... the sub, the other two do not get names at all. Yeah. But I know that the third kid, who is nameless, has this weird accent that it sounds like they either wanted to do an Australian accent or a British accent and couldn't decide which. Crikey. <laughs> um, see Crikey, if- these crumpets. <laughs> these crumpets are bonza. Cool, blimey, throw some shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> um, so yeah, Keith has schemes to, like, to capture weak duelists and take their starship so he can win because he wants to get revenge on Pegasus for having Tom humiliate him. So yeah, it, it is harder to find duelists now since there's like half of them. Um, and essentially, they I don't I don't I like spaced out during this part. Something happens and they end up kidnapping Genochi. Oh yeah, uh, let's see what happens is like. Well, first I'll note what happens in the dub. Joey's mm-hmm. they're like walking along and Joey's like getting suspicious, so he tries to like see if he can like break off from the group and stalk the stalkers that are stalking them. Uh, right, and I guess he gets he gets captured in the Japanese version. Uh, Sarah wrote this down, so that's why I know it. Uh, Joey runs off to pee, and then he gets captured. That okay? That's why Sarah was sending us so many manga panels with Genoshi yelling pee in the woods. Yeah. Apparently, do you ever just yell pee when you pee? Because uh, I sure do. I just go and yell pee. That's what Genoshi does, apparently. Hmm. So yeah, he gets kidnapped, taken a piss. And again, these people have got to realize this is the second time someone's been kidnapped by going off alone from the group. They gotta have a buddy system or something, right? Yeah. I... He's I mean, again, they're fifteen though, so I shouldn't expect anything intelligent from them. Yeah. Uh, so, so I... they they all they all start looking for him. Um and we basically see Genochi being um or, I'm sorry, we see Keith and Ghost walking down this like kind of cave area. And it's really, really funny how timid of a character Ghost is, despite being, like, this spooky goth. Dude is afraid of everything. Dude is afraid of all these, like, hopefully fake skeletons littering the area. Yeah, it's maybe they're the Maybe they're the bones of the people who were killed by the player killers. Hmm. Maybe they were yeah. already on the island. When Yeah, maybe maybe this is, like, not the first time Pegasus has held a duelist Fortnite Island tournament. Or the maybe, like, everyone who they, died. Or maybe just, like... When he bought the island... Oh, by the way, there's just, like, a cave full of skeletons. <laughs> it just came with some bones. You hate you hate it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a real, it was a real fixer-upper. Yeah, no, yeah, get the Property Brothers on this island. <laughs> um, it's really good in the, um, in the sub. Ghost keeps on calling Keith Aniki, which is, like, bro. 
Uh, essentially, yeah. I, I forgot the exact translation of it, but it gives me some good Gurren Logon vibes. Yeah, and it's a good anime. It's a sort of like one of casual th- way of saying bro, yeah. Yeah, it's like I know it's like, homier friend. I don't know. I don't know Japanese. I wish I did. I'm um, under the vague notion that like just like punks and like yakuza and stuff say it. Yeah. No. Okay, that makes sense. Um. <clears throat> so Keith opens his trench coat. I'll buy it at a high price. He's got, he's got a fucking, he's got a fucking like vest full of cards. Like, yeah, dude is strapped with cards. He's like one of those like weird, weird salespeople in like cards. Yeah, he's gonna. No, he's like the guy from Resident Evil Four. He's the shopkeeper from Resident Evil Four who like opens up his trench coat. What are you buying? Um, and he he gives Ghost some cards. Um, basically beef up his deck. And yeah, he he has so many cards. He gives them to them. Uh, so then, like Genochi kind of like wakes up after being kidnapped in this like underground graveyard kind of um, battle arena. Yeah, and so- like looks around. There's like skulls and there's a cave and it's all creepy. And and like the little podium that they stand on, um, they're decorated with a big old cross. And he's like a cross and gets like more afraid. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I don't remember if the cross is in here or not. Oh, I would not believe it yeah. because four kids. So, so like, meanwhile, like, our friend Yugi and pals are going to, like, try to figure out where they went, where he went, but... Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're on the hunt. Yeah. Uh, Do they find his wallet here, or later I on? I think it's... Let me just check my notes. Uh, okay. Well, let's assume it... We'll assume it happens now. They find a wallet. Um, they find Genochi's wallet yeah, nearby. and it's got a picture and... of Serenity in it. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, oh this is, is who he's fighting Shit. for," because we know it. Okay, like, that's fine. Whatever. Um, so, <clears throat> so, so, essentially, the duel is starting now. Yeah, they they keep calling him dog. They keep calling him dog, and it's like, <laughs> it's obvious. It's like I like to think that under his little like green jacket is a shirt that says, "This is my persona," and it's just a dog. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Joey's got like one of those like collars somewhere. Oh my god, he absolutely does, Dan. <laughs> he really, really does. <laughs> um, so, in an effort to prove that he's not a weenie baby, he wagers all of his star chips, because that's a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I kind of realized that Genochi, you can make the argument that he's the main character of this season. Yeah, he's... He he's does... had by far the most characterization and growth and backstory, yeah. but, but like way more than anyone else, more so than Yugi did. Yeah. Like... Like, it's all about just, like... Saving his sister and how much he's growing and how much he's getting better he at Duel Monsters. very much the shonen protag of this, even more so than... He you. really is! In, the, in in my thesis, I will prove. Um, yes. So... Like... So, so, so essentially what's happening is... Like, uh, Keith is telling Ghost specifically which card to play. And he's like, I don't want to do that one. He's like, do it. Listen to me and you're going to win the duel. And he says, like, stop listening to the peanut gallery. And he actually says peanut gallery huh. in Japanese. Weird. Like, it's not translated to be that because you can hear him say peanut. Or he says gallery. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe there's, like, an, a word for I, peanut in Japanese. I don't know. But he's, well, it's yeah. really funny actually saying that and not having it be, like, a translated joke. Yeah. So, like, he's just, like, ordering him around and, like, there's, like, oh, he's, like, sending out monsters and, like, Joey's easily. He sends out this take- weird, like, yeah. He sends like a weird swordsman who dies. He sends out a 
gross, a really scary looking clown who yeah, dies. There's a clown. He sends out a dragon. And a dragon. Or, he plays a dragon defense mode who dies. He doesn't really get to see it yet. Yeah. Crawling so dragon. Just yeah, crawling dragon and like it's like, what the fuck is going on here? And that's okay. and at so at this point, um there is a um while while he's like kind of like being determined he oh god where is it it's this like shot of him it's not quite quite sakuga but it's this it's this really weird like not quite chibi either shot that makes him look like he's a fairy tale character like look at look at look at this god that's i did that see is that it did look he, very he looks like a fairy tale i i'm not familiar with fairy tale but it did like bring back memories of fairy life. tale is basically fairy tale is the same art style as one piece more or yeah. less but yeah, I get it. Yeah, it, it does look very different. Also, like, throughout this, there's a lot more, like, more cartoony poses, or er, cartoony There's a lot of poses, them. Like, I, I, you you like can the, tell when different people, like, maybe direct yeah, different episodes yeah, that, or draw different like episodes, because real, it's it's much more so in this episode. Yeah, it's much, like, it's got all that chibi stuff for, like, gags and such that they use. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it, it's interesting, and I, I, I like to see it. It, yeah. it, it like kind of switches things up. So at this point, they're in the woods, and they find um, Genochi's wallet. Mm-hmm. They see Serenity, and they're like, oh, that's what he's fighting for, because we didn't hear that story five times already. Yeah. Um, they find the cave, like, behind the waterfall or something like that. Yeah, and there's... Um, they, they find, they, there's like, like, a bunch of coffins, and, like, one of the, open a bunch up of them, there's... like, fall on them, and they get freaked out. Tristan punches a skeleton... He does very much just, like, straight-up obliterate a dead person's body. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, also, like, a thing at this point it has been established in, like, in, like, Joey's Jewel is that they basically, like, Bones casts a card called Call of the Haunted. And what yeah. Call of the Haunted does is, like, it brings back all the monsters that got killed, and they get, like, more powerful and become zombies that can't die. Yep, and that's the reason that Keith is telling him to play certain cards, because Ghost wanted to play all his ghost cards, but a ghost card is already dead and can't be revived by Call of the Haunted, so Keith kept on telling him to play non-ghost cards. Mm-hmm. So he plays Call of the Haunted, and this, like, I remember this scene when I was a kid, because this kind of freaked me out. Because, like, the very bad thing you said at the beginning of the episode, Zombie Dragon crawls out of the ground and is dripping Slimer come. Yeah. It's like... It's, it's, oh, it's so bad. Yeah. So yeah, it's Zombie Dragon, and it's the crass clown is whatever the hell the third thing is around this point it shifts into part two yeah episode 18 is called shield and sword we uh, we didn't get a new name for it we just got arena of souls of lost souls part two okay cool so Um, like the zombies are getting like stronger and stronger and they're like kicking joey's cards his ass and back with yuki and friends they're like dealing with all these like weird bethesda traps and (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, like, That's what a bunch are. of skeletons come out, and, like, then, like... Bakura is covered in a skeleton, like, three discreet times. Yeah. So, like, Tristan crushes a skull, and then, like... God, like, he's just disrespecting the dead. And then Bakura steps on a pressure plate, but the pressure plate brings out a boulder. And, like... And it's Indiana Jones. Yeah, they have to, like, chase... They, they're getting chased by it, and, like... Like, Bakura goes under. He fucking goes under. Yeah, I can't believe Bakura died for real and was crushed to death by an Indiana Jones and boulder. then, like, Tristan, they're, like, backed into a corner, so Tristan decides to take one chance and 
just punches the boulder, but... Like, it's so stupid, yeah, and I love it. I love it so much. So, he he punches it, and it's a balloon, and it pops, and inside was a speaker making the kind of, like, rumbling, rolling noise that a boulder makes to kind of, like, trick them. Yeah. Um, but honestly, though, punching a balloon of that size so hard that it pops is impressive in and of itself, yeah. because it's ro- it's like rolling on a cave floor. There's gotta be sharp bits poking out. Yeah, like, and, like, there's... I'm, I'm honestly still impressed, even though it was a balloon. It's probably pretty durable, just... Yeah, to, like, have to <laughs> to crush a pocket. And to, like, have a little speaker in it. Yeah. So they're getting closer to Genochi. Um, so, Genochi plays. He he draws his time wizard, mm-hmm. um, and basically he's like, "Oh, that's a rare card." Yeah. Um, and he does it. Does a thing and doesn't work this time. It yeah. like it's it's funny. It is it like ticks like in like weird increments to like the skull to the castle to the skull again, and it stops in the castle for like a good beat, and then like immediately flicks over to the skull yeah. and. Everything on his side of the field is destroyed, so I think it's like Flame Swordsman and Time Wizards are bleh, yeah. Time Wizard are gone. Yeah, doesn't work. There's also in the dub. There's this weird sound that sounds like an oh. I think it's just, supposed just to kind be, of like a spooky ghost wail. I think it's supposed to be Time Wizard. Ooh. It's, oh wait, ti- not not like a ghost ambiance, but like the little dude. Yeah, like I think it's supposed to be like a noise that's coming out of Time Wizard is. Gets sucked what into does the time, time sound like again? Does he sound like Tentomon? I don't know much about Digimon, re- regrettably. Okay. Tentomon sounds like this, kind of. That's not quite right. That's like uh, a... It, I don't know, because it didn't sound like the time magic voice. That's what it was. That's what his voice was. That's kind of close to Tentomon. Anyway. Maybe it was Flame Swordsman. Anyway, yeah, catch us next week on our Digimon podcast. <laughs> um, so, time related. So, yeah, he basically plays... Um, Time Roulette fails. All his cards are destroyed. He takes half the life point damage mm-hmm. uh, of the cards' attacks that the, that were gone. Yeah. Um, and then Bo or Ghost plays Pumpkin, King of the Ghosts. Pumpkin, King of dude, Ghosts. Dude, this card is so cool and is so bad to look at at the same time. Yeah, it's, just... it's essentially a giant pumpkin with like a huge gaping mouth and like one cyclopean eye in the middle. Um, that's cool. Um, what's bad is that it has these vines that it sticks into the other monsters' heads and, like, pumps them full of nutrients. It's Slimer cum. Yeah, it sucks. I hate it, and they, it's bad. They call it ectoplasmic fortification. Yep, that's that's what they call it in the dub, and I still hate it. So... It's kind of... He's just kind of beefing them up with his, with his pumpkin goop. Yeah. So, like, at this point, they start taking out more of Joey's cards... And they're just like constantly kicking ass, and like. I, th- I think at this I point, he, Yugi and friends show up. I know he pulls out like this, this card called Armored Lizard, which when it gets destroyed makes this weird stock screaming noise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> N- not the Wilhelm scream though. I'm yeah, sure that'd be a, good too. It's ah! a different one. I know it's a stock scream that. There's a, there's another. I know there's another like popular scream that has like a name ah. for it, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Um, so yeah, at this point, Yugi and friends show up. Like, um, he tells them the story about how Keith lost to Pegasus again, but like, Kaiba definitely told them all that in the last episode, right? right. That wasn't just like in Kaiba's own head. I swear he no, actually told them that. they definitely tell him that. That's why. Yeah, Yugi just tells the story again, presumably to flex on Keith because he's right in front of him this time. Yeah. I don't know. So I have no then, idea like, what the Tristan point is. It probably was padding, honestly. Tristan tosses joey his wallet back and like yeah do it for serenity yeah and 
Sorry, Shizuka. Then, um, then Bones like pulls out this card called Defense Stop, which means that none of Joey's cards can actually defend. So as he now, as they take him out, he's actually losing life points. And so yeah, and like and, and see he yeah he can't play monsters in defense mode anymore. Um, so he's like, if I can't defend, I'll attack. And he plays Red Eyes and kills Pumpkin, yeah, which stops pumping. Um, yeah. The 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 aforementioned Slimer come into the other monsters, yeah. but they're still beefed up. They're still pretty um, beefy. So what it ultimately comes down to is the heart of the cards. Yep, D- Yami. Uh, it's either Yugi or Yami, but basically he does this like stupid telepathic link by just looking at Janoshi to tell him to do the right card. And he's like, "Oh, I understand what to do." Yeah, it's so- like, sure, dude. Like I I still believe that Yami has some sort of influence over what card to draw next, yeah. and the heart of the cards is an actual real thing. But yeah, it's weird. That's just me. But um, so he like, draws Joey, shield and sword. Yeah, shield and sword, which switches attack points and defense points because apparently the zombies don't have defense points. Z- zombie monsters have free no free will, so they can't defend. Is the exact quote. Huh. So so what happens? And, and, and oh yeah, and the zombie monsters all have had zero defense points the entire time. Yeah. So. So so and he he has his like weird like warrior card this like weird like cyber punch man it's called on the like field. battle warrior and like yeah it looks like the default model in a sci-fi RPG it really does um it looks like future Griffith from guts hmm. um I've never heard from guts from berserk I've never seen berserk I just know what Griffith looks like like so, has a like, cool like curved helmet so, so like, yeah all the mo- the attack and defense points are flipped and like battle and warrior has just, more defense points so he gets better yeah he's like a thousand attack at this point and just one shots them yeah. because they have zero attack yeah and like and he wins he wins so bandis keys decides to fuck off with his goth with his goth children yeah and 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 they're all trying to escape the cave too and basically, Keith and his cronies push a giant boulder yeah. in the way of the cave to escape. And, like, and let me tell you, this is just what happens in the Bible. Yeah. Also, Bandit Keith does like talk about how like action, like honor and stuff, don't matter. It's all about winning. He's kind of like an anti Prince Zuko in that regard. Yeah. So yeah, he says that, and then completely like beats the shit out of his his, his cronies and steals all their starships, and he has ten now. So he's basically the first duelist to get all ten starships. So he's locked into the final tournament at Vegas' yeah. castle. Meanwhile, and then our gang died trapped in a cave. The end. We'll have to find out next time on Yu-Gi-Oh. On Yu-Gi-Oh, um, and yeah, the next the next episode is going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I want to say we're doing three again. Yeah, I know it's two. It's the um. Yeah, we're doing three, and yeah. we're gonna have a guest on next week. It's gonna—it's the, the the paradox twins or whatever yeah, the hell they're the called, the Pandora twins or whatever. Para and I think Dots. they're called Pandora twins in Japanese. Um, they're they—they they also have weird, uncomfortably racist accents. In the oh book. yeah, dude, it's bad. We'll find it, out it, more it, about very them like and their uncomfortable Asian accents. mysticism. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um, join us next week when we condemn racism in anime. So, so um, now I want to talk about. The voice actors that work on the show in I would my love segment for you to do called that, Dan. Beyond Toon World. Uh, this week, I decided to go for someone who plays two very important characters in this arc. Uh, one is er, his name is Ted Lewis, also known as Ed Paul, and he. Those are four for first names. Yeah. 
Ted, Lewis, Ed, and Paul. Yeah. His, I love the Beatles. His work... Let's see. He was born in 1969. Nice. On October 18th. Nice. Happy recent birthday. Happy recent birthday, Ted, Lewis, Ed, whatever, Paul. Ed, Paul. Uh, he, it seems most of his work seems to have been like for four kids when they were really active. Uh, let's see. Some of it... In Yu-Gi-Oh, he notably voices Bakura and Bandit Keith. And, like, he he's just like that for... He'll be Bakura for the whole series. He plays... He'll go on to play, like, other... He goes on to play other roles in later Yu-Gi-Oh! series. Uh, one that I in it immediately recognize, he plays Chumley Huffington a, and Jack Atlas, who are two major supporting characters in GX and 5Ds. Now... Is the f- that name? That's the Pawn Stars guy, right? Uh, which one? Chumley. Yeah, Chumley is the one who's got the weird pom poms. So that's a real name, huh? Yeah, that's his real. That's the real name they gave him in the dub. That's a real ass name. And, Dang! What a hell! Yeah, and Jack. <laughs> let's see some other characters. He's he's voiced during that time where, uh, let's see, he voiced uh the president in Sonic X. Uh, oh yeah. He was King DDD and Escargoon and Kirby right back at ya. Uh Dude, I love King DDD's foghorn yeah. leghorn ass accent. He rules. It's good. This is a good this is a good VA. Yeah, let's see. He also did some stuff in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series. Uh uh let's see. He was in Record of Lodos War. I don't know much about it other than like its legacy. I've of heard the name and that's it. I know that it's has this legacy of being like a very it was like very famous for being based on a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Okay. Kind of uh, like the Adventure Zone. I guess yeah, yeah. Uh let's see. Uh some other notable roles. I think those are the really big ones, but he does like I said, he does voice in a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh roles. Oh, Pokemon roles. I should go over that because yeah. like like I said, Does, please tell me he voices actual Pokemon again. Oh, of course he. Of course. Oh yes. Okay, some. Let's see. He, his most major roles are Giovanni, which is one of the few. Yeah. He's one of the few four kids voice actors who still voices a character. Like they lost the license years ago, but yeah. He hey, do we ever talk on the show about how Yu Gi Oh took down four kids? Because that very is much what happened. Oh my god, please tell me. Wait, oh yeah, I, I thought, okay, I, I don't know the whole details, I think Sarah or Audrey know it best, but essentially 4Kids didn't end up paying the license to use Yu-Gi-Oh! and were basically ran out of money doing legal disputes or something like that. Oh my god. So basically, TLDR, Yu-Gi-Oh! destroyed 4Kids. The evil is finally oh, defeated. Let's see, some <laughs> Thank other you, roles he played in Pokemon. Of course, he played James, though it yes. was only in a few episodes, it looks like. Okay. It might have just, yeah, because I believe we went over James's main voice actor. Because like, yeah, he was the original voice of James, but then like uh, Eric Stewart, voice of Kaiba, ended up having to take over, and eventually it became a permanent role. Uh, yeah. There was Tracy Sketchit. Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah, that was like Orange League, right? Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. see some Pokemon he voiced. Uh, Ashes Snorlax. Uh, okay. Sabrina's Hauntor. Uh, let's see, Agus's Gengar, uh, s- some other Hauntar and Gengar roles, and... And, like, a ghost boy. Yeah. So that's, that's... Cool. All- also, it says he voiced Santa Claus in Pokemon. I don't know anything about that. 
Uh, oh my, that. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to like do an entire episode on the implications of Santa Claus existing in real life in Pokemon. Oh my god. Maybe it was just in like a scene. I don't know. But anyways, very funny. Let's see. The one last thing I have to note is like last year in August of 2017, he got, let's see, it looks like he got married to, let me just get the name right, uh, married to uh, John Spiteri. Congrats. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. We love this. Yeah. What an, as always, a very informative segment. Yeah. Um. Now let me uh, talk about podcasts. Let me just. We are friends of we are friends of Noise Space, which is a podcast oh, wait. incubator we, run we by our friend. We did get some Matt. asks first. Can we go over those first? We do what now? We got asks. Uh, let's see. Oh we got yeah, dude. Three we... of them, I believe. Two from Tumblr, Hot one dog. from Twitter. Oh, you got you. Did we get a Twitter ask? Yeah. I run the Twitter, and I do. I run the Twitter, and I do not remember yeah. getting that. I'll go over that one first. Uh, it's from Jesuis Mazor or. Eating all the worlds at J Sweden Mazora. Hey, they're gonna guest on a future episode. Cool. They asked how many times to say "Ghost of a Chance" in this episode. Zero. In my head, in in my head, they said it a hundred times. They should have said it more. That's my. They should have said it more, but that's that's Kaiba's whole thing, yeah. not actual ghost. Yeah. So. And also, it's it's important to note that Ghost doesn't seem to be a nickname. It's just his name because his name is like Ghost Kozaku or something right. like that. So, it's just his real ass yeah. name. Uh, let's see. Tumblr questions. Let me. Thank you for your questions, Zaysui Mazura. I look forward to having you on the show in several months. We've got two questions from Dark Wizard James Mason. And Hell yeah. I guess I'll read them both at the same time. Hell yeah. One. So, I like the whole part where the pumpkin saying has the tendrils and that turns into zombies and keeps things alive that way. And I thought I about. I don't. I thought about how other media stuff could use it, and honestly, it's kind of an underused idea. I I agree, like, <clears throat> even if it wasn't Slimer come, just, like, the idea of just, like, weird plants pumping life into things is kind of a cool concept. That's sort of like Dio's Flesh Buds in Part 3 of JoJo's. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe not the Life Force part, but definitely, like, the implanting something to control it. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea as long as it doesn't have to use the cursed phrase that you uttered earlier. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Dang, imagine if this episode came out on Halloween, though. Hmm. That'd be more yeah. appropriate, I reckon. I mean, we did... Our close... The one we did closest to Halloween oh, yeah, ba- was... yeah, Bakura was, was basically Halloween. No, I... It, no, I think... Was that Ghost Kaiba? No, that was before, because I remember... Because um, in the Bakura episode, Anzu said something about, like, this isn't Halloween, why are we all dressed up? And it was, like, the day before Halloween when we recorded it. Yeah, I just was counting that one because, like, of the upload date. Uh yeah. Let's see. The next question from Dark Wizard James Mason. Thank you. Thank you for interacting. Joey should have worn the dog costume the whole series, and no one ever points it out or explains why. Yeah! Oh my god. He should! Yeah, b- big agree. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, no, like, just <laughs> just a dog Joey. <laughs> at least after the first arc, because him wearing a dog costume is important to Dungeon Dice Monsters. Oh my god, of course it is. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> What a good show. God. I like Yu-Gi-Oh, I gotta say. I love I love my I love my bratty bottom child, Joey Wheeler. Who's who, who has a dog sona? Mm-hmm. We stan. We stan. Thank you for your questions. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I'll I guess I'll plug Noise Space yeah. now. Noise Space. It's the podcast one. Um go to noisespace.xyz. 
and or XYZ if you're Canadian. Yeah. Um, that's where you can find podcasts of all shapes and sizes like... Did we talk about City Girls Make Do? Yeah. Uh, no, not... I was actually thinking of bringing that one up. Okay, cool. City Girls Make podcasts, Do. Okay, okay <laughs> edit this, Sarah. <laughs> City Girls Make Do. It's a podcast where Alex and Stephanie... Talk about Sex in the City. Yeah, and I started. If listening. you know anything about me, you know I haven't seen that show. I started but it's still listening fun. to it last week, and it does seem really good. Just it's it's it's, it's just like it's just kind of like a late nineties like time capsule, I, if you will. Again, I don't know a dang thing about Sex in the City, only from what I've seen, like from outside sources and friends. I mean, I already listened to several recap podcasts where I've never watched the source material. That's true. Honestly, that's a valid way to consume entertainment. Yeah, post- and hey, if you're listening to this podcast and don't watch Yu-Gi-Oh, our hearts go out to yeah. you. You are our lifeblood. Yeah. Like I listened to uh, Post Game of Thrones. I've never watched the actual show. I've read some of the books. Uh, there's, I've never watched Riverdale. I watched one episode and I still listen to Sex Archie Man, and it's really good. I need to watch Riverdale. Basically, if if you if you don't have time to watch a show but have time to listen to podcasts, and that's how you catch up on shows, you are valid, and we support yeah. you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I said before, thank you for all the questions. Um. If you want to send us a question, you can do that on at Pod of Greedcast on Twitter and on Tumblr at podofgreed.tumblr.com. Uh, feel free to send us asks there. Um. Hey. An important housekeeping note, we are going to open our Discord. Yeah. I believe the channels have been updated now. We're going to like get rid of all the roles and stuff because it's like it's the Wild West out there. Yeah. Um, so by the time this episode is up, the Discord will be open to people. Um, there should be links up on the Twitter and Tumblr. We should put a um, link in the show notes. We'll put a link. I'll, 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 have, um, I'll have Sarah do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can find us on Discord. Come interact with us. Say hi. We, we're, we're friendly for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will get mad at you for your game opinions, Argyle. <laughs> but it's a fun time. Yeah. We we like having people to talk to. Yeah. Um uh, So Dan, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero on on Twitter. Or er, you can find me at MikeDawson.tumblr.com, no underscore, still a zero on Tumblr. You can find my comedy blog at Xbox underscore holiday. Uh, on Twitter, uh, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, let's see, for this, well, this one I put up today, it's Happy Birthday, the final Pam. Uh, what? Is this the day that it came out? Yeah, this is the day. Oh, I mean, it was like a few days after Fallout 4 came up, because so... That's true. So, and, yeah, that's, 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 so, let's see, what else? Uh... There was something else. Uh, no, a, a small podcast you want to plug? Oh yeah, I like to I like to support my local podcasts. I rate and review on iTunes and all that. And I like to bring up podcasts that maybe it's fallen outside your periphery. And like this one, I was thinking about. It's not like it's not. It's probably the most mainstream one I've listed. But frankly, I never hear anyone talk about it. So I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, the best show was Tom Sharpling. I don't know what that is. Uh, the best show was a Jersey area radio comedy show in the 2000s, and what, after it ended, it eventually came back several years later as a podcast. In it's a show where where the host Tom Sharpling like just like goes over topics 
answers listeners. Some of the listeners are like are like comedy personas, like Philly Boy Roy, uh, mm-hmm. and it's just like really funny. There's like good gags. It's it's been a long standing thing, and I think more people ought to listen to it. Uh, also, Tom Sharpling is the voice actor for Greg Universe, and yes, that is his normal speaking voice. I never seen Steven in his universe, so I wouldn't know yeah. either. I feel it's um, worth pointing out if you have, because it kind of, it's, you'll find out really quick, oh, that's just what he sounds like. Hey, I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. You can find me on Tumblr at MaxiBajillion. Uh, that's, that's, that's it. And that's the podcast. Join us next week when we talk about episodes, uh, what is it, like, 19, 20, and 21 of Yu-Gi-Oh! Something like that. Um, send us questions, join our Discord, put yourself out there. Yeah. Go pet a dog today, or if you're allergic, pet a cat. Uh, go take a walk outside in nature. Go, uh... Live life. Know, go eat... Live your life. Eat a food... Homework Let of me... the week. Eat some food you haven't before and tell us about it. <laughs> homework of the week. There you go. Like, there's um, so many things you could do. You could get yourself together. You could move to Philly. You could... <laughs> Buy a loft, start a noise band, get six or seven roommates, you can eat hummus with them, you could book some gigs, you could burn down an Applebee's, you could listen to Animal Collective, you could even start some kind of salsa company. I don't know. <laughs> what if it was purple? <laughs>